the Movie Hour, episode 226, April 10th, 2013. In this episode, you will hear the finale to the March Madness Superhero Bracket of 2013, as well as some spoilers and some swearing. Enjoy the show, everybody. Welcome, everyone. Not just the ladies. This is everybody's at podcast tonight. To our latest, the William Fitchner For Reals Movie Hour. I am Greg Maloney, your host for this delightful evening, and I'm joined by my co-host, Brother James, and everyone's favorite election rigger, Jeff. Welcome back to the show, gentlemen. Hey, guys. How's it going? You know, I do a lot of things. Uh, you know, nobody ever calls me everyone. everyone's favorite, uh, you know, uh, Teacher? teacher, sure, or everyone's favorite philanthropist uh, guy who helps people move sometimes, or <laughs> everybody's favorite beer drinker. No, but you rig one election, and all of a sudden, <laughs> I was gonna call you every, everyone's favorite mustache wearer, but that's no longer uh, that yeah. works. I, I'll say I've said it before. I'll say it again. That if I had left the apartment with that thing, my world would have completely changed. Like you, you, <laughs> you would have been arrested that thing in the privacy of your own home. But you're a different person when you leave the apartment. <laughs> in that probably would have gotten a job with the police force if you kept that thing on for much longer that thing was awesome i don't know what you're doing i don't know what you're doing i mean i'm not gonna say no it was it was pretty great yeah it's pretty proud of it it was so uh other than the the mustache and the election rigging we had some events over the last week we obviously the uh final four slash national championship game with michigan unfortunately they didn't pull it off sorry everyone yeah buddy that was pretty intense game it was pretty they were looking good for a while and then dickhead shot like eight thousand points in a minute and a half to tie it up going into halftime just you're talking about the guy that would drive to the board every no that was afterwards the the bearded the bearded wonder guy yeah hancock yeah hancock i remember them by by movie names in 90 seconds he had like 14 points or something it was ridiculous yeah that was was an outstanding performance by that one asshole yeah and then yeah second half we just made too many turnovers just forcing (laughs) the issue too many times it's unfortunate yep they played better than us Good news is the refs were horrible in that game both ways. Like, yeah, it was not, not, not a well officiated game. Yeah, not in favor of anybody, but just way. And then at the end, they made some bad calls on Michigan. Like, I I don't think that they were you know like particularly against Michigan, but I feel like at the end of the game they made like two bad calls. Yeah, it was like it was crazy. If, if I were a big U of M fan, I would have I don't know an irrational person. I would have like been pretty pissed off about that. Yeah, you guys done venting? No, <laughs> almost. <laughs> I'm it's hard to bet as much when you're as a bandwagon fan as I am. Like, oh, wait, they're in the tournament? I guess I'll start watching now. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, not the not the best of news for Michigan, but there there is good news. Uh, the Gunkin' Studios has a new cell phone. I got my Nexus 4 last week. I'm pumped about oh, that. Four. That's it's exciting. bad ass. Jim's got the Nexus 10. That's so right. that's, that's like... It's your sixth generation. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say 150% uh, below, but yeah, that'll work too. Um, but uh, yeah, completely badass, pumped about that. Phones are cool. I am a consumer horror, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but there are other things that happen as well. A lot of Holly Hunters, Hollywood Hoopla this week, the biggest of which being Roger Ebert, the famous film critic, uh, passed away due to complications from uh, thyroid cancer. And I found it interesting um, – I, I want to kind of compare it, but not uh, like completely to Steve Jobs and how like 
Roger Ebert seems like a really good guy, actually, looking through his wiki after he'd passed away, like looking at his uh, um, top films of each year. I'm like, all right, this guy kind of likes all the same movies I did. Never read his reviews before and uh, even so much as uh, recently as this year. And he seems like a badass guy. And when he's like, there was a big to do uh, a little while ago, and I think we brought it up on the podcast of uh, I think it was like two years ago when Roger Ebert said video games weren't art. He was for some reason ended up getting on the topic and uh, ended up yelling about video games not being an art form so everybody that's on the internet being every video gamer alive right. attacked him and he didn't like, survive the guy like, oh come on <laughs> you disgusting <laughs> first one. the first joke about a dead recent dead man uh, won't be the last i'm sure but um anyhow like the guy seems to approach movies the same way the same way i do i feel like that kind of connection but i just relating it to steve jobs is like everyone's going crazy like oh my god roger ebert's dead but like how much other than being really passionate about films he did that he did put you know maybe he brought a different face to uh film critics everywhere like it, like you know this guy's not a war hero or he didn't invent and like split the atom or anything like so why the comparisons to steve jobs like this, steve jobs is coming just, up in the media steve, or something well yeah the way when steve jobs passed away um everybody like just anything that guy touched was sacred ground and he was worshipped and all like 30 books came out after his death and like the guy is a businessman and yeah okay like other than that well, why are we worshiping this guy? Like, I just feel like I don't want to kick kick the guy and out there that they're all dead. Um, but yeah, that's what you can. It's do just that. yeah, that's what it's I'm kind doing. Your thing, actually, right? It is my thing. And no, like Roger Ebert, I'm sure was a great individual. It's just I feel like our worshiping should be set somewhere more useful. Like I don't know, Michigan basketball. I like it's all it's all kind of just stupid. But um, yeah, I just want to say I'm uh, just sorry, a couple of days, then we'll start doing something else. Sorry to see him go, and I, I know I know you guys understand what I'm talking about. It's just you know we talk about movies constantly, anyways, and I feel like if I were you know I'm not Roger Ebert, but um, I don't take this too seriously. Thank God, because if you were, you'd be fucking dead. Right. I don't. I don't take this too seriously, and I don't think anyone like I don't know. I, I think Roger Ebert would find it funny that people are you know worshiping him for you know being a good film critic. I don't know. It's actually on the RogerEbert.com, and he's got like this great movies list, basically. And it's kind of funny because he kind of agrees with kind of our perspective, whereas you you can do a date range. So like in the last ten years, he's got like seven films maybe that he called great, and then like every ten years before that is like the number just grows. So he agrees that movies are just getting shittier and shittier <laughs> as the years go on. But uh, yeah, kind of. There's some, a couple of neat entries there that uh, I'm sure you guys might agree with. Like Lost in Translation was one of his great ones of the last ten years. Eternal Sunshine, Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, Pan's so, Labyrinth was his number one for uh, that year. And like, I I agree with a lot of, you know, looking at those those movies and reading a lot of things he said and like his stuff about, um, like he's been asked recently a lot of like if he believes in God now that the whole like when the cancer thing was going through and how he had to go through multiple surgeries and just all like the way he thinks seems similar to mine, but it's just, um, I just feel like when uh, it's just celebrities in general, it's not really just him or Steve jobs, but like, yeah, he passed. It's a sad thing. Would they cry at your funeral? Right. Like, let's just, you know, let's, uh, he was a good human being. Move on. Like, this is like the first time I've actually looked at any of his reviews. I'm not gonna lie. 
Really? Four is just like, hey, a reviewer? Yeah, I don't care what you think. So I always just disregard. You don't. It. You don't want to be swayed, right? Just like, yeah, you probably, you know, shit on Star Wars and you know, just like <laughs> making yeah, all these presumptions. You know, oh, you're just, you know, you're bullshit. You know, whatever. I guess like you know, one single reviewer never, but never really impressed me. But like aggregate reviews always kind of have like you know, if a movie has a really bad aggregate review, I'm much less likely right. to see it. Um, that even said, I think I think part of the Steve Jobs comparison, which is obviously overwrought and ridiculous, but um, not for any particular reason. I'm not like a Steve Jobs sycophant right. or anything like that. But uh, it, I think part of that is that he sort of rethought how like films should be reviewed and sort of took took the tact of like, okay, who is the target audience for this? Not is this high art? If that makes sense, like. You know, right. not, um, so like an action movie could be a really good action movie and he would give it, you know, a great review versus, uh, you know, a more academic film critic. And I think, you know, being like the 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 common man's film critic in the, in that way uh, gave him a lot of credence and, and opened up, uh, I don't know, op- opened up the film critique world to assholes like us who are, you know, just enjoying Fans. ourselves, having fun, <laughs> yeah. you know, talking about, I know Greg's going to review Evil Dead in a few minutes. Like that's not high art. It, it's, you know, it's, it's stupid and it's fun and I hope it was good, but I, I, I don't know. I, I understand. I understand not worshiping the guy, but being impressed by him and celebrating his life. I have no problem with that. And I do want to mention that your discussion of um, talking about a film as it either being high art or accomplishing what its goals were was kind of what I talked about a long time ago when we were making jokes about it, about how I was like, yeah, if somebody goes out and they have a plan for a film and they pull off that plan, I can rate it at a like, great. They just got high marks. Totally agree. Like you achieved what you were going for. And I'd rather see that than somebody aim for the stars and hit the dirt, you know? Very true. Very true. So Roger Ebert, sorry you had to go. Sorry that you passed. And I hear thyroid cancer is like the worst. I would not wish that on anybody. So um, that pancreas even, was the worst. I think I think both are pretty damn terrible. But I guess uh, you know yeah. cancer in general. You're dead. Not, so yeah. cancer Top five ga- cancers. Let's go. <laughs> Top five songs about death. Ready? Go. Um, so anyhow, uh, trying to move past that to a, a more lighthearted uh, topic. Recently, with uh, Jurassic Park 3D being released uh dennis murin anyone know that guy anyone know that guy dennis murin uh, <laughs> uh he's actually a famous member of the george lucas's special effects company industrial light and magic which i know you guys know of. can't be too um, famous i never heard of him yeah he can't be too famous um he was doing an interview concerning jurassic park 3d since it's been released talking to him about how he had worked on the original and this is the same guy that did willow and all sorts of uh, fun yeah. star wars stuff um, but he had commented about special effects saying, uh, in, in quote, in some ways, uh, uh, I think special effects aren't special anymore. Uh, I think in some ways they've reached a ceiling and I was, uh, immediately like, you know, people started just blowing up about it. Like, Oh, do you really think special effects are dead? So I, I, uh, bring the question to you, Jeff, our demolition expert. What do you think? Special effects are there, is there nowhere to go from here? Special effects can't get any better. Of course they can. Of course they can. Good answer. Jim, can they get any better? I hope so, because I kind of agree with them, whereas it feels like we've been stagnant for a while. Like, I'm trying to remember the last time I was impressed by effects, and, like, I guess Gollum was pretty cool. I liked him and the Balrog and stuff, and other than that, like, I don't know, T2 maybe? <laughs> like, it's, it's been a while since I've been impressed by, like, 
computer generated stuff. I don't, I don't know. Tootsie. Tootsie. <laughs> I've never seen that. Anyway, you're missing out big. He hasn't seen Labyrinth either, which is another special effects uh, mania. Bonanza. Yeah. The one thing uh, when reading that, the first thing that came to mind, the last movie that technically just wowed me uh, was actually uh, Paranorman, which is the stop motion right. movie. Yeah. And like, and this kind of seems to be in his ballpark too. Like Dennis Muren's done plenty of computer work as as well as anything with the uh, uh, scale models and uh, film, but what seems really cool is this like this is the same kind of thing they're doing now with 3D printing out there they're creating these just amazing model scale like just thousand different faces for the characters and putting them in like just an amazing order that it just expresses the emotion in such crazy ways like if you haven't seen paranorman yet watch the last like 6 minutes of that movie and try to remember that you're watching a stop motion movie cuz it's fucking amazing and that's uh, like I I don't know like I'm sure Dennis Murian was just pulled one quote out of like an entire uh, entire list of things that uh this interview interviewer heard from him but right. I think uh yeah I think special effects still have still have places to go although and, I do remember watching Oz and being impressed with that the China doll girl yep. she was pretty sweet China doll was pretty impressive like maybe he was talking about in general just like maybe the 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 model scale of things instead of just everything being cgi like it could have been taken out of context but um who knows probably not though probably probably not excuse me it's pretty disgusting too much beer today so (laughs) next topic of the holly hunters i would hoopla there i guess we'll merge these together two new trailers this week uh the first uh kick ass two trailer uh movie that's coming out august 16th and actually another trailer uh elysium which is the uh jodie foster Mad, Mad Damon movie <laughs> of uh, coming out August 9th. Kind of interesting. I, I was under the impression Jodie Foster was no longer allowed to be in movies. I don't think that's the case, but maybe as long I think the way it works is if Jodie Foster's in the movie or Jodie Foster can be in the movie if William Fishner's in the movie because they are both in Elysium. So I think the <laughs> contact rule. team, the contact team yeah. is coming back. I don't, I don't remember her saying that in her speech, but I definitely didn't listen to the whole thing. So that's, <laughs> there might have been a William Fickner part. Yeah, yeah, that's possible. Um, but yeah, what, like we've all seen these trailers now. We'll make sure to post them at uh, gungabit.com and probably put them at the, the Facebook Facebook page for the movie hour. Uh, what do you guys think? James, let's, let's start with you. Kick-Ass 2. Let's do that. Kick-Ass 2. Uh, as far as the trailer... Shit. Go ahead. Go ahead. As, as far as the trailer, it looked all right, I guess. Um, kind of got me excited about it. Um, I don't know what my expectations for this film are, though. It's I don't know. I feel like half the reason I liked it was because of Hit Girl was so you know brash and you know even though she was a young girl, and I just feel like that's going to be worn off for this movie. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. I'm hoping Jim Carrey's character can spark some life into it he he might be entertaining in this he's actually uh might be sticking with a a character instead of just being jim carrey so that might be might be a good way for him to go there it's possible not gonna rule not gonna rule it out i would mention that it is under uh a different director jeff wadlow is uh is the director for this one and i'm trying to remember um i think he also did some did he do some of the writing i don't remember but matthew vaughn was the the original and he did writing for the the first so we could be seeing kind of a a big change not just you know more of the same actors doing the same shit right. but um i don't know i think 
know, I'm, I'm going to go see the movie. The trailer didn't do anything special for me. That's for sure. Like more, it definitely just looked like more kick-ass, which is right. fine. Looking at the trailer, and I only saw kick-ass in the theater, but looking at the trailer, it seems like they're relying a lot more on like hot chicks in this one. It, it, did you guys get that too at all? I don't think so. I'm trying no. to remember any girl in it other than kick or uh, then then uh, hit no, girl not not her uh it, it maybe the trailer the and the imdb girl. page it just looks like in the top 10 people there are like several like attractive you know of age women and, right uh, i don't know like that that just it, like i feel like part of the, the charm of kick-ass was like the very like teenage like i don't know awkward like angsty realistic nature right. of it <laughs> which i still i cannot I can't stop thinking about the movie and how it got a huge pass on the fact that in the first one that uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson's character Kickass ends up like having sex with his like somewhat girlfriend in the alley in that movie. Like they're supposed to be 16 or something. And I was just thinking, what, wow, can't have sex with each other now. Well, it's it's just I think it's the just, first like that's a huge jump. Like, yeah, I, I don't know if I've seen that in anything outside of like the right. movie Kids, I guess. Right, right. <laughs> just. Holy shit, there's two 16-year-olds just having sex in this. I guess it's a rated R movie, obviously, but anyhow, um, let's let's get to uh, the Elysium trailer. Jeff, uh, you already talked a little bit about this uh, off-show. Off what's, what's, what are your feelings? I feel like it looks like about 50 other movies that I've already seen. Um, I don't know, like, looks like a combination of WALL-E and District 9. Does that sound what, good? Right. What did you think of District 9? I like District 9 an awful lot, and since this is the same director, I'm going to give this more of a chance than it sounds like, but come on. Trailer didn't do anything for you. Yeah, like for people that don't know, Elysium's the the uh, pretty much like a sci-fi classic, uh, um, I want to say like second, second citizen, but pretty much a two population dystopic future where all the rich people live up in the sky all the poor people live on earth and that's the scenario earth people want to want to break loose of their second class uh system and see what see what yeah, without knowing that it was by the guy who did district nine just watching the trailer i'm like wow this kind of looks like district nine and it did, it pops it did, up. yeah i noticed that before it said like from the uh, right yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I've never heard of this movie before. This is kind of new on my radar. But uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of Matt Damon. And I don't know. It looks weird to me. <laughs> like, they got like a pseudo Iron Man thing going on. And like, I was expecting them to like tell me this is like, I don't know, Voltron or shit. Like, I was waiting <laughs> for some like cheesy 80s like God, being worked in. And I'm like, it's just strange. Just Matt finish. Demon forms Voltron yeah. with five other people, and then they attack the other people. Yeah, yeah that sounds pretty sweet. I would watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I would completely sign up for such a thing. Yeah, it. Um, I'm a big, I'm a sci-fi fan, and like I am. That's, the, that's my weakness. So I, yeah. I may end up catching it. We'll see, but not impressed yet. I I did really like District Nine and the way it was shot. What I'm curious about is, like, this movie easily could be like it. The plot is not essentially the same, but it's very close to the district nine plot too. Like you have a second class yeah. set up and there's a little bit of a different interaction on how that conflict gets uh, resolved, but we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't know. Uh, so that's it for the high hunters. I would hoopla. Let's go to movie review time. And this is a very important time because this is the time for Greg. Greg gets his time. It's the movie review time, which as Jeff mentioned before, I did catch evil dead. Now, I'm starting to think we need to create a 
like a thermometer or some kind of gauge on how many beers we've had like for each review and maybe like what how maybe on a scale of <laughs> like how many beers you need to enjoy this movie like we should do that from now on we should say like okay this you know for instance I think it was uh, especially man- now that Jim drinks. Right. Yeah. So man with the <laughs> I iron- might have to go with shots though. Is that I I imagine for man with the iron fists like the alcohol pour like spewing off the charts because there's no not enough alcohol <laughs> to in the world to enjoy that movie like it's just not possible. You but- know that moment right before you pass out and everything becomes clear. <laughs> <laughs> you should so, have gone one moment beyond that. So, <laughs> um, I did. So, getting more to the point, uh, I did see Evil Dead Two with a couple beers in my in my system, which anybody that sees this movie probably should have. I'd, I'd recommend it. Um, anybody of age, obviously, obviously. Um, and it's interesting. I had heard bad things about this movie. Like it just came out this weekend, and I'm trying to remember. Evil Dead. They did they take the box office this weekend interns it did i think yeah like five yeah i think it did too and it's uh um so it obviously being a remake of this the sam raimi uh saga evil dead evil dead 2 you you can claim it's a remake for either uh and it's got a special place in my heart being uh sam raimi being a a michigan msu guy and you've got a, a lot of michigan people that were in the first first two movies and bruce campbell being where did was it bruce campbell's ferndale like what was his hometown i'm trying to remember but anyhow it was royal oak but royal oak. Yeah. yeah so local guys movies getting remade sweet let's see it maybe there'll be some homages to the original i'm sure there will be and it ended up uh i like i heard some terrible things about it and i ended up actually enjoying it now i didn't love the but movie. how many beers Right. How many how many beers would you, does you take to enjoy it? I, I'm trying to remember how many I had. It's kind of difficult. Probably like four or five. Uh, but the the movie, just like in the previous ones, it pretty much starts with tracking shot heading into the woods, and they are multiple people arriving at a cabin. Cabin looks very similar to the first one. I did not find out if it was uh you know any of the original set pieces or the actual cabin they used but um i did find out that they did have at least uh um there are homages throughout the entire film some of them just being the way it's shot but they did have a Do they have the uh the 12 horse mounted camera that <laughs> no they didn't i wish they did um but they did have like have that oldsmobile like delta royale like in the um actually like kind of like broken down looked like oh, sam raimi's car yeah like sitting in the back of the cabin like just you know they're like just sitting it's just rusted to shit and they're sitting on it like nice. i'm sure it's not the same same one but they definitely you know place that there on with uh with a vengeance but so what's interesting about this is they're not just showing up to the cabin which you kind of feel in in the other movies just them showing up to the cabin have a good time in this scenario they're showing up to the cabin and we have uh, a couple of characters mia played by uh, jane levy um and uh Shilo Fernandez, who plays David, their brother and sister, and Jane, uh, Mia, sorry, is uh, there and with her friends and her brother to help her uh, go cold turkey because she's from like she's a dope addict or something. Wait, so what, which that, kind of dope? The like heroin? Uh you don't really get get. The I bet you. I bet you it's heroin. <laughs> I bet you it is. Um, so the, they have a re- a reason to be there. And the the one nice plot like loophole they have because of that is 
when Mia starts acting strange, because, you know, Evil Dead, there's some weird things going on. Um, when Mia starts acting strange, they have the the easy out of saying, well, we're not leaving because, you know, you're trying to trick us. Like, you're, you're just trying to get us out of here so you can get more drugs. Like, we, we got to stay here through the night. You're going to love us tomorrow. Like, this will be uh, a nice... Like, it was a nice setup. Like, they just solved all their problems by doing right. it, which is kind of interesting. Like, oh, we're not leaving. You're just trying to get us to leave. Um, but I think, in general, in Evil Dead 1 and Evil Dead 2, Evil Dead 1 not so much, which, you know, I'm a big fan of both both films. Um there's a certain I level. celebrate the entire series. Right, I celebrate the entire series. In Evil Dead 2, they realize how great Bruce Campbell is. And he did a great job in the first one, too. But they just completely magnify it to a just like tenfold in the in the second one. And they let him shine. Campiness galore. It's, it's great. And I was curious how much campiness would be in this movie and how much would be just try to straight, just scare you out of your pants kind of uh, scenario. And... They definitely go with the latter. There's very little in this movie that made me laugh uh, in any way. Like until I got to parts where it's like, okay, that's uh, definitely a reference to the originals. Um, there's a couple times where uh, the there's a there's five people, five friends, and two of them are both. There's two couples and then Mia. And Eric is one of the guys I had introduced. He's like the smart guy. And he's he finds the Necronomicon and like opens it up and of course reads it and you know, all shit. <laughs> he said he was the smart guy. Yeah, he was, he was he was trying to figure out what it was about, so he was reading it and that's that's how it happens. What an um, idiot. Smart, yeah, smart guy does it all. But what I loved about it is at some point he's burning the book. Like he's got it on fire. And he's like, I don't know why I thought this this is I don't know why I thought this was gonna you know stop it, but I thought it would, and that's you know how it ends in the second one. He throws it in the fire, and yeah. Anyways, I found that kind of funny. <laughs> oh. How do you right. stop? How do you stop it? And or maybe it was the first one. I never. Yeah, never no, the it. second one, the book goes flying through the yeah. portal with him. Um, so uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah, that was the first one. There are other things in this movie that are a, a shout to the originals. Some of the camera work, the probably the best part was toward the end. I think they kind of um, kind of took the campiness on and decided like, okay, like this is where it's going to go full bore. And I don't know if it was meant to be funny. I found a lot of parts at the very end funny. Like there's parts where uh, Mia and uh, David, the brother and sister combo, Mia's possessed and just pretty much throwing david across the room over and over again which is just you know classic Raimi, classic Raimi, uh very funny stuff but the last thing i want to mention um before i give into one other thing two things uh they have a, a dog there named grandpa which i think is the coolest dog name ever i think that if i get a good name for a dog <laughs> i'm totally gonna get a dog and name it grandpa that's a big responsibility greg right. just you know just so to name grandpa yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to consider that, but I guess in general, people that are looking to wondering if this movie's good, uh, wouldn't mind seeing like go see it with a couple beers in you. If you are a fan of the original Evil Dead's, just don't go in with high expectations. I think you'll enjoy yourself. Like it's not it's not it's not a not a bad bad ticket price. Go, I would go see it, but um, yeah, it's definitely no Evil Dead two. That's for sure. And what is. And I was actually... I mean, Evil Dead 1, but, you know, like, what else? <laughs> you know, um, I was worried that I was wrong, because we had talked about this before, and I was convinced that um, 
I was worried about who would survive, if anybody, by the end of the movie, because I thought it might be a girl this time instead of a guy. And there were a, a lot of twists, a lot of twists going on in this movie. Who's who's the bad guy? Who's alive? Who isn't? And uh, yeah. Um, two, two questions. Yeah. First one, does the forest rape anybody? Okay. Um, difficult question. No, it's <laughs> not. It's yes or no. Simple yes or no. Yeah. Uh, there's a pretty much a scene when Mia freaks out, like sees somebody, some ghost in the woods, freaks out, starts running through the woods, trying to escape the cabin. She gets caught uh, in a series of vines, which end up like kind of strangling her. And the, this ghost that she sees in the forest ends up puking out like a, a, you know, a giant slug, if you will. And the slug goes up her legs and disappears. And then she gets all fucked up from there. So awesome. Um, so there are some things I cringed in this while I'm on that that I cringed, but nothing like the pencil through the ankle Ugh. thing, it which was a Parker Posey a long time ago, like just mo- just scenes that made you just right. almost shriek, like oh my god, that is the worst. Um, but yeah, nothing like that. But there were some pretty uh, cringy moments in this movie. And my second question is. Bruce Campbell's listed on the cast of this movie as uncredited. Was he in it? Hmm. I did not see him. I'm guessing if we did a little uh, intern searching, we could find out uh, where he might be. But And he's like, according to IMDb anyway, he's credited as Ash. Right. So I don't know. Yeah, I didn't see, like, unless there was something at the very end of the credits or something I'm not aware of, I did not see him at all. Gotcha. There is a short uh, setup in the very beginning of the movie where they pretty much like burn a possessed chick possessed girl um like ending the current blight and then of course they bring back the blight way later at the same cabin but i did not see him involved in any of that stuff but maybe he was just uh hiding in a corner somewhere i don't know uh maybe they just wanted to tag him because it's bruce campbell and he deserves it yeah because he does deserve it uh so yeah i think uh, i think it was pretty badass and there were a couple of uh, voices from the original Evil Dead that made it into the movie, uh, and I think uh, I think they did a pretty pretty decent job in terms of homage. Like we talked about this a little bit before, where I think if they would have went, I wanted more campy, but I do understand if they would have went more campy, it would have seemed as just them trying to copycat and probably been, you know, ten ten times worse reaction to it. But I don't know. That's just how I feel. Jeff, any other questions? Are we done with questions? questions? I'm, I'm good. Um, <laughs> as I was trying to figure out who uh, Bruce Campbell played exactly, I, I found out that there was a one-second thought that they wanted to do an Ash versus Freddy versus Jason. Uh, <laughs> but, you know. That's unfortunate. Could have happened. Could have, would have, should have. Uh, but, yeah. So, like I said, if you go see the movie, I don't think you'll be uh, disappointed. But definitely don't go with high expectations. And if you can go with some kind of uh, BAC, then I would... Uh, I would do that because if that's your thing, if that's your thing. Uh, so yeah. Anyhow, uh, movie reviews. Uh, James, you didn't catch one, right? No, I didn't. Jeff, Jeff did not. So let's go to the final. Well, this is the final, final. I think um, uh, results for our voting for the March Madness 2013 Superhero Edition. Considering uh, we are no longer in March, we're deep into April at this point. And the actual March Madness is over. So this is like overtime. We're not allowed to go any farther. Overtime, right, right. <laughs> so, and I think this would be round six now. They have to shoot free throws now. Yeah. yeah. Last, last week, as 
we had sort of talked about at the top of the hour, we um, had a tie between Flash Gordon and the Dark Knight for the end of our superhero movie bracket. And Jeff decided to break the tie with some... Uh, some uh, misguided, yeah, some misguided shenanigans, and we ended up uh, correcting it and opened up voting for another week. We got some more results this week, and I guess it's time to time to you know just admit it. Thanks, Noodles. <laughs> that we've come to another tie in the Movie Hour uh, March Madness 2013 Superhero Edition bracket. It's That's pretty amazed. 50-50, we got, I, I don't know, like another 8, 10 votes or something, and now we are... Yeah, I think we doubled our vote count. Yeah, we are stuck again at a tie, which I, you know, 1980s Flash Gordon versus 2008's Dark Knight, is it really a tie? Like, Flash Gordon, like, might... <laughs> Flash Gordon, you've done everything you possibly <laughs> and you've tied the Dark Knight. Like, I think you get a victory in that, but yeah, it's a, like it's officially a tie. Like, we're the voting... I'm convinced if we put it on. I hate this. I hate ties. Yeah, ties are awful. I feel. I feel like this just ruins every. Can we just please flip a coin? (laughs) I'm fine with a flipping coin at this point. Go for it. I'd much rather have that than than, (laughs) you guys won't trust me to do it, which is understandable. (laughs) (laughs) Which is completely understandable. I don't know. Like you guys really want to flip a coin to see who wins? It's better than a tie. I think that if the Dark Knight and Flash Gordon were here, they would agree. Do you think the Flash Gordon wants to tie? Yeah. How about this? How about this? Let's not flip a coin. How about us? Like, I'd rather us three talk about it and pick who wins. You want to flip a coin or you want to do that? Yeah, we can talk about it. Executive decision. Yeah. Like, this is is it. We've all put in our votes already. So it's like a boxing match. I've got a dog in the fight, but, you know, that's not going to, like, that that doesn't change me from, I guess we all have dogs in the fight. Maybe we should just say who we voted for and see who wins based on that. Because we're not going to change it, right? Well, yeah, but you didn't. Oh, oh, sure, yeah, okay. So, yeah, we all voted in the poll. I voted twice. Does mine count? <laughs> <laughs> you can talk longer. God, I don't think anyone's gonna be. No one's gonna be happy with this result. We're point like. Let me point out again. We are not happy with this result either. But to in efforts to have somebody at the top, somebody that wins, the votes from Jim, myself, and Jeff, we are gonna count. As a little, you know, we're going to weight those a little bit, and I guess we'll put those at the top. So, uh, James, let's not start with Jim. I know who I know who Jim voted for. I'll start with myself. Um, this was a tough decision. I did not have Dark Knight winning, by the way. I had The Incredibles beating Dark Knight before this, and The Incredibles winning the March Madness Superhero Edition uh, bracket, and I'm upset that it did not come to uh, come to fruition, but... Um, I didn't hold that against the Dark Knight. I know it's a great movie, and Flash Gordon's a hilarious, a hilarious movie and <laughs> huge on different standards. Uh, but I voted the Dark Knight. I think that movie's awesome. I guess the biggest, you know, everyone goes crazy about Heath Ledger and uh, like they're right about it. But I guess when I was really convinced was the whole Joker v Joker scenario because I love the original Batman and the original Joker, and I think uh, the Dark Knight just took it one extra step and did fucking badass. So. I'm giving the Dark Knight my vote, and that's what I did on the Gunga Pit uh, at the at the GungaPit.com. So that's where it was when where mine went. James, let's hear yours. Um, I actually did have them winning the whole thing in my bracket, so therefore I did vote for them in the vote for him in the poll as well. Um, I did do you... ha- I do have a soft spot for Flash. 
uh, there's some nostalgia there. I am surprised that so many people share in that nostalgia enough to vote for it as many times as it, it got. Because there are definitely parts of that that I do love. Um, yeah, especially, love- especially the scary mountain part oh, that God. I had brought up. <laughs> but, yeah, the scary mountain has been like a recurring thing. It's been like yeah. our Greek chorus on this. Yeah, podcast. in fact, I think that might have been my cringe. That might have been my cringe answer to, to go along with your guys' pencil and the ankle on. Anyway, but uh, yeah, so I I, just, I I just couldn't pass up the quality of the Dark Knight film to to uh, let Flash win that. So I would have to go with the Dark Knight. You voted Dark Knight, really? Yeah. Wow, that surprises me. Um, I thought you were going for the Flash Gordon for sure. And I should mention, like, everybody that came out on the boards and did like asking people what their votes were, like, completely awesome. Thank you guys so much for participating. Yeah, yeah, some really great participation. And in efforts to make this come to an end here, like we're we're uh, we're doing that we're doing this. So uh, our apologies to not get any uh, more. Yeah, clear. if there, if there's something you should take out of this, it's that our votes count for more than. Yep. Yep. No, we appreciate everything you guys have done, and uh, another week is just not not in the books. So, uh, Jeff, let's hear your uh, uh, your last call. <laughs> I mean, at this point, since my vote doesn't matter, I feel like I should just say, like, uh, you know, everybody that said uh, Flash Gordon, I was with you the whole way. Uh, <laughs> you know, you guys are all the best. Uh, so here's the thing. Let me get right out ahead of this. Flash is definitely faster than Superman. <laughs> <laughs> It has to be like it's his only ability. Right. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, I guess though, if you think about it, like, I used to think, well, they let him in the Justice League. They wouldn't let him in the Justice League if Superman were better than him at everything. Right. But, you know, I think that Pavel Datsuk is better at just about every aspect of hockey than, say, like Dan Cleary. But, <laughs> but yeah, he's on the team. I mean, but Dan, you know, I'm not saying kick Cleary off the team. You know, I, I'm still, he's still good. <laughs> Um, so, but uh, let's, uh, I digress flash faster than Superman. (laughs) Fantastic. Good answer. Good answer. Dark Knight, better movie. So, so I went with Dark Knight. All right. So Dark Knight asterisk asterisk ends up, uh, being at the top of the uh, 2013 superhero edition. We might have to bring like, we're going to have to have every reincarnation of this later because yeah, this, like, this is amazing. I say next year we do sports films, so like Airbud and Rocky great. can tie for the championship. Oh, <laughs> God. Airbud. Jesus. And, and I'm having flashbacks of the quiz that we did. Brian won on Airbud. Yes. We're there for that, Jeff. I think you weren't. That was when you were in France. Brian Zale beat me in the final question of the yeah. quiz in a three-way tie it was a three-way tie <laughs> i like that you can't win quizzes even when i'm not there i know i made the joke i made the it joke. makes yeah. it makes me actually when i say i like it that's not even true it makes me feel like less of a man like i thought i was good for beating you but if you're letting zale do it i know right three-way tie with air bud for the winner yeah air bro, like of course that's gonna win of course it is so um so hopefully as a olive branch to those that are upset about the the voting for the superhero bracket, which we're all, again, we're all upset. We're not happy with it. Um, we do have a Parker Posey play along this week. It's our uh, question where we bring it up to everybody on the show and we'll put it up, uh, the question up at the gungapit.com and uh, our Facebook page. Oh, uh, wow. Look for the movie hour and you guys can play along with us and we'll bring up answers on the show next week. Um, this was actually, I had this as a hoopla. It's, it's was uh, in the news recently. It's not, you know, crazy new standard but anyhow um recently a company called ncr it's uh they're into doing 
like self-service kind of kiosk kind of things. And they were introducing a, uh, a new kiosk model into, uh, uh, I forget where the theater was, but talking about how they were, they've created a kiosk where you can go up and not just order your tickets, but you can order, you know, drinks, popcorn, um, future tickets, like any, like all sorts of things. Future tickets? Future. From the future, future in the world. That's crazy. Uh, so, a kiosk for everything. <laughs> Finally, I can get my ticket for Hansel and Gretel too. Yeah, I know, right? Um, so, uh, what was going to say? So, yeah, in essence, you go up, order everything, and then you can just kind of come up with your ticket and everything's sitting nice and parceled for you. Like, okay, that's my popcorn large drink. Parceled like where? Like, oh, like, like sort of like you order at the kiosk. Okay. Or ticket out of that, and then you have like another ticket that says what you've got. And you just go up and they'll have, they've already have your order and they're like setting the order like five guys style. Like, all right, number five, like. Gotcha. So it's supposed to cut down on the weights. Right, right, right. That's, that's what I got, uh, got from it. Um, And, uh, and it's supposed to like, when it's not doing that, it's supposed to show trailers and stuff. It's supposed to do everything. Let me know when the machine just does the whole thing for me. Yeah, right, right. So in a quote. They say, we expect that this kiosk solution will be a real differentiator for theaters that are aggressively seeking unique ways to improve both the patron experience and per cap figures. And it had me thinking immediately, what what change would I implement to make theaters like a better experience for me? Just, you know, just for me, it doesn't have to solve, you know, the business plan problem of theaters around the world. What would I do? to make theaters more interesting or you make me more, more uh, apt to go out to the theater. Um, Can they be like improbable? Yeah. Like it doesn't make, I'm thinking of some awesome ones. (laughs) (laughs) Keep it, keep it PG. If you would. Yeah. Um, yeah, (laughs) Blowjob seats. (laughs) I made extra for these. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to make, you know, business sense if that's what you're asking, but like something that you could see possible, like improbable, like, yeah, I want to go to a theater. Well, this, this will never happen. My idea. So maybe I should think of a different one. Right. Yeah. Like something that's possible. Like, Oh, like, oh, have all the characters of the movie there. Like, that's not that's not no, something no. that's going to work. No, mine wouldn't have been anything like that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, like, hopefully it's, you know, in the realm of possibility. Um, so, like, something that they could, anything, though. Like, I, like for instance, my answer, which is kind of bigger picture. And it could be, you know, it could be anything. Just something that's probable, please, if you could. Um but mine in general is very broad picture. And I think, I think it's more of just being in Michigan, not being in New York or uh, LA or whatever, where I think I would go to theaters way more often if it was just like more open to the area around it, like a la like Vegas style. Like, I feel like I, I would love going to movies and I, you know, in general, maybe movies would even do better if there was a scenario where, um, you're, you know, out in like a plaza area and there's just, you can hear like the theater beckoning to you, like in the other, other direction of Star Wars sounds going off and all sorts of just attractions in the front area. Like something that's more inviting to get you into the theater to make it more like, it just makes it more of a, I don't know, a unique experience. Like those things would make me go to the theater more than like, obviously I can see movies at home. I can stream movies at home. I can see the movie. And I think the movie theater sound and picture quality 
is enough, but I think making the experience of going to the theater more fun it would would do it so for you me. want it to be more like more uh, welcoming more welcoming. like a more like an amusement park type scenario outside or something like I'm yeah gonna, like just more of a you hear the sounds and you know, right, right i i want to get yeah. your juices pumping if you can't tell i'm a, a gambling addict anyhow um i'm just a judge <laughs> i want to hear all the bells yeah. and whistles i want to hear the bells and whistles ding, 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 ding. right no, i just... pump oxygen in and take out all the clocks right right um, and instead of showing movies they could have craps tables right <laughs> i can bet on what happens next i don't know I, I i'm more feeling like not just that but i think theaters in terms of location and like i sort of want to take the mall design in america we have malls which are the pretty much like just a center of shopping <laughs> if you've never seen a fucking movie and you're listening to our show yeah yeah so the, which i i dislike malls and i don't all really like the theater that is attached to it but move that scenario outdoors in a plaza area where i'm just thinking like almost like civil and like civil planning scenario here like uh i just feel if theaters were more part of a downtown feel and again this is why i I think it's just because where i live and i don't these things exist they're just not by me and if there was that scenario i would go to the theater more that's pretty much what I'm trying to say. Um, so, yeah. Uh, do, have you guys thought of anything? Does something kick in your head? And again, anything's on the table. Like, it could be, I don't know, give me 30% more Sour Patch Kids when I buy Sour Patch Kids. I don't I don't really care. So, Well, my initial idea was to have, like, groups of seats that weren't next to each other. Like, just, but they would never take seats out of a theater to, like, give you more privacy, basically. So, that's, bad, that's not a bad answer. I think that's plausible. Like, you know, like okay, there's a set of four right, here, and there's right. like another set of, you know, so you can not be next to somebody rubbing elbows or oh, that's not, a good answer. That's not a getting good kicked answer. in the back of the seat, you know, when someone's moving around or whatever. Yeah, that's fine. That's like, that goes into the, you know, it doesn't make business sense. Yeah, but it's, not at all. They would never remove tickets <laughs> from the theater layout, but I guess that would be mine. I would like, I don't mind going to you know, the theater with other people. I just don't want to be rubbing elbows with them and being, have that, you know, smushed in feeling basically. Almost like if you want to have a guarantee where if you went to like opening day of a, of a movie and you know, it's going to be packed that you're not like breathing down. Exactly. Yep. My knees aren't in the back of their head. I'm not trying to fight over who gets to use the cup holder or whatever. Yeah. So maybe like a set of four and then like a space and then a set of four. Yeah, stuff, yeah it doesn't have to be a lot of room, just enough. I like that. No, I think that's a really good answer. And you just, so do you want space, you want like just more space for every piece of your body or just left to right? Like do you want. No, I want front and back too. <laughs> I want the whole thing. That's perfect. I like that answer. That's a good answer. Jeff, I'm guessing your answer is no children, but I'm, I'm waiting to hear it. <laughs> I can go one better. Uh, my original was no people. Uh, <laughs> yep. I love the theater experience. I hate being around other people. Um, so, and then I thought, like, I was, you know, you said it has to be realistic. So I thought, like, okay, maybe I could be a little more specific. Um, so I was thinking that people who even pull their cell phone out to, like, check text messages would have their cell phone explode and possibly blow off their hand. Um, it's, the, it's the death penalty for people who talk during movies. Right. Like, um, I, yeah, I, 
I really like I love the theater experience and I and since moving to New York especially I can't go to the theater because it's just you're surrounded by people and the awful shit that they do like it, it just is so unbelievably obnoxious and detracting from the uh from the theater experience so um Realistically, I think I think that mine would be to uh, probably put some sort of like cell phone jammer where there's like it's just not even possible to get any sort of communication in and out. Yeah, um, that would be my realistic answer. But you know, otherwise, you know, I'm alone in the theater. That's not like I know there are places that make you know pretty drastic efforts to keep people from getting their cell phones out. And even if they like, as, as soon as they see somebody out like that, they're going to ask them to put it away. And next time they're out of the plate, like they're constantly watching for it. But, um, it's surprising. Like, I guess, you know, again, you're in New York, so it's a little different for us, but I'm, I've never had that much issue with people pulling out cell phones or at least, you know, texting, definitely not talking at all, but I've never really run into that issue, uh, at all, but people talking, to each other i've had that but i can see that being annoying very annoying and having a guarantee that people did not have their cell phones out would would make you go to the theater more huh yeah i think um i think so all right just cheaper diet coke (laughs) (laughs) if you could make diet coke for us (laughs) (laughs) oh i can get cheaper when they cut down the sizes i can see the onion article now just Diet Coke drops $1. People rush to movie theater. <laughs> Just, that's great. Um, so the question to take to the boards, go to bit.com, also our movie hour page on Facebook, is what change would you implement to make theaters better? Very, very general. Just, and again, it doesn't have to improve the business plan. It doesn't have to make money, but something in the realm of possibility. Um would 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 work you know having having matt damon at the movie with you every every time is probably not going to happen so don't ask for it i don't want that don't ask for it because it's not going to happen uh so yeah uh, that's the parker Posey play along and that's it for our podcast james and jeff uh thank you again and uh thank you everybody for voting for that march madness yeah thanks for stopping by everybody i hope you enjoyed it yeah drive safe people take care everyone It is the end of an era for the March Madness Movie Hour uh, bracket, and it is the end of our podcast, the William Fitchner For Reals Movie Hour. We'll see you next time. Mm